The following podcast is by Mr. Jim Taylor, elder law and special needs attorney, helping and protecting those who need long-term care. And welcome to the Answers for Elders podcast network. And we are here with Jim Kaler from the Kaler Law Firm. Jim is an elder law attorney, and we are proud to have him on our platform. And Jim and I have been talking this hour. We're in our second segment here, talking about Medicaid. And we gave in our first segment a little bit about what is it. And, you know, the statistics is overwhelming that it's the largest provider, obviously, of long-term care. But Jim... Obviously, it's not you just don't choose to go on Medicaid. There's a lot of things that people will say, well, if my mom sells her house or gifts me her house, then she can go on Medicaid. Doesn't work that way, does it? <laughs> no, no. So, okay. First of all, we're talking about long-term care Medicaid here. Right. Other forms of Medicaid, Obamacare, age-blind disabled, mm-hmm. are income-driven, okay? Right. In theory, if Warren Buffett built his companies so that he didn't get any current income out of them. He Mm -hmm. simply owned them. Okay. Right. Uh, And didn't get current income. He could in theory qualify. Well, if he weren't over age 65 and on Medicare, he could get uh, Obamacare because he would have low income. Right. Okay. Long-term care Medicaid has an income test, but it's different. But the biggest thing about uh, long-term care Medicaid, it has has a wealth test or a spend down or what Medicaid calls a resource test uh, or what most people call an asset test. I'd love to be able to call it an asset test, but some congressman 40 years ago said income is an asset. So it just confused the conversation. So we call them resources. Okay. So In this segment, we're going to talk about resources and spend down. We'll talk about income separately at some point in the future. One cannot get long-term care Medicaid. A single person cannot get long-term care Medicaid if they have more countable resources than $2,000. Now, that's Ohio, and I think that's most states. That's the federal guideline. There may be some differences. For example, before 2016, the federal guideline was 2000 and Ohio was only 1500. Okay. So there may be some small differences in there, but we're still in the ballpark, somewhere in the ballpark of two grand. And it's a hard limit. If and is that per month or is no, it- that that's how much you have in the bank at the end of the month? Oh, okay. Got it. This is not income. This is wealth. So resources are, uh, so let, let's do income first. Just the definition. We're not talking about qualification, just the definition. Okay. Income is money that arrives during the month, kind of routinely. So an inheritance right. is not uh, income. Okay. Hitting the scratch off lottery is not income. Social security is income. Pension is income. Annuity payments are income. Got it. Okay. Anything that comes in during the month that is kind of one of those routine payment is income. Remains income until the end of the month. Otherwise, we'd just be chasing our tail mid-month on how many resources sure. you had. Okay. Medicaid works in calendar months just to keep us from all going even more nuts than we already are. So income arrives during the month, bills get paid during the month. Whatever's left at the end, we're, we're taping in October. So let's just say at the end of October, as Halloween rolls over midnight into All Saints Day on November 1. Right very Catholic reference there, um, then the uh, whatever's left in the bank at that point, 
bills have been paid, bills haven't been paid, doesn't matter. Whatever rolls over, whatever's in the bank and wherever else you've got your money, maybe it's you know in your personal account at the nursing home, add all those together. If that's over $2,000, you are ineligible for Medicaid, okay? Now, if you've been on Medicaid for a while, they're not looking at you every month, they don't have that kind of time. But if you're trying to get Medicaid for October, your application is not going to be finished before October 31, at least in most no. states. Certainly no, not in Ohio. It takes about two months. Easy. Piece of cake. Okay. That it's, that it's two months. I think we'd have a party in Ohio if we got one done in two months. Anybody. Yeah, Other law attorneys would have a party. Sometimes takes long. But I, I always tell people at least two months. At least two months. Okay. So if you've got a Medicaid application pending, you're doing it yourself or social workers doing it for you, or you've wisely sought out an older law attorney. And that's the other thing is I, I'd go through an elderly attorney. <laughs> I always suggest that. I do like putting food on my table. Um, well, it's just, you make one, you answer one question, not correctly. It will be kicked back and it will take you some time. I've seen years. Yeah. Easy. So if you're over two grand, assuming you're in a $2,000 limit state, you're over two grand as October rolls into November. Your application is going to get denied. Yeah. Okay. Um, at least for October. Right. And they're not, at least the states that I know of, are not going to say, oh, but we'll look at you in November. No, they're looking at the you the time you applied. Yeah. So if you are over-resourced at the end of, of October, you got a problem. So you want to spend down. If you were uh, below 2000 beginning of the month, you make darn sure that all your bills get paid. And if... Uh, you know, when Halloween arrives, you're over, find something to buy, mm -hmm. buy 10 pillows, buy a television, buy something. Okay. If you're over by thousands of dollars, eh, now let's talk to an auto law attorney and it isn't going to be done that day, by the way. No, okay. No. But uh, if you're over by a few bucks, hire a an elder law attorney with your spend. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But they need to catch the, the time today. Okay. Yeah. Use a certified check because it has to be out of the bank by the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So 2000 is the hard limit. So let's say, okay, this isn't the month you're applying, but, but okay. So that's, that's the $2,000 limit, the resource limit. Okay. Mm -hmm. To qualify. Um, so let's say you're first getting into this. You'd like to qualify for long-term care Medicaid, but you've got more money. You have to figure out how to spend it down. The key, as far as Medicaid is concerned, is spending it down. Right. Medicaid doesn't want you giving it to your children. That's an improper transfer. If you had the money and you gave it away, Medicaid rules and Medicaid law says we shouldn't have to cover you because you made yourself artificially poor. They don't use that term artificially poor, but that's no. the theory. You made yourself artificially poor. Mm -hmm. um, so, but they want you to spend it and spending is okay. So let's say you're $10,000 over. In theory, you could go buy $10,000 televisions and now you qualify. Now, you can't go give the televisions away because no. that would be improper transfer. So you got 10, 10 televisions in your room at the nursing home. Mm -hmm. Other than your roommate being mad at you for taking up too much space, you would theoretically qualify for Medicaid. But that's a stupid way to do it. Okay, you're, you're burning money on 10 televisions. Now, I mean, if, if you're just a sports fanatic and you actually got to all go on the wall, fine, go for it, okay? Uh, 
but I'm not, not that much of a sports fanatic. So um, yeah, my, now thinking about it, my uncle probably would be now that I think about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, my uncle was just, he, I, he had four TVs in his living room because he could not go without watching all the games on at the same time. Oh. And this is before cable. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so spending it is okay, but there are wiser ways to spend it. And some of them will really surprise you. Now, even more maybe emotionally important, there are ways to make improper transfers, to make yourself artificially poor. Mm -hmm. The key is to balance what you improperly transfer with putting money in a place where it can pay for your care Correct. for the time that Medicaid won't. Okay. Medicaid wants you to believe that if you give anything away, they're not covering you unless you gave it away more than five years ago, the five-year look-back period, mm-hmm. okay? Well, that's not really the rule. The rule is for every amount of money you give away, and the amount of money is different in different states, but it's what each state determines as its average private pay rate mm-hmm. for the kind of care you're seeking, or the state in Ohio, we've simply got one. The average private pay rate for a nursing home and it applies if you're in assisted living, applies if you're at home, no matter what kind of long-term care Medicaid you're seeking, this penalty divisor, the average mm-hmm. private pay rate for a nursing home is what they use. Mm-hmm. So in Ohio, it's $6,905. Let's call it 7,000 so we can talk about it without losing ourselves in the minutia. For every $7,000 you give away, Medicaid will not pay for one month. See, they don't tell you that. They don't want you to say, oh, you gave something away, you got to wait five years. Mm-hmm. No, 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 you don't. If you can give away seven grand to your child, because you want to, you can find a way to pay for one month of nursing home care. Elder law attorneys do this all the time, all the time. Mm. So the reason it's emotionally satisfying is some of your life savings is going to a place of your choosing rather than going to your nursing home or your assisted living. Now, if you wanted to go to your nursing home or assisted living, that's fine. I got no bones about that. It's your money. Do with it what you want. But many people would rather see it go to their kids and grandkids than have it go to their costs of care. And that's the emotional satisfaction. And when you need long-term care, emotional satisfaction is huge because so many other things about your day are sad. Yeah. So that's what I want to be able to provide to people. Yeah. And it probably in our next segment, we'll talk about some more conventional spend down methods mm-hmm. to keep in mind. Spending is what Medicaid wants you to think. If you've got enough money to make it work, mm-hmm. and we're talking, you know, maybe 50, 60, $70,000. Mm-hmm. If you're in New York, it probably has to be a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Okay. If you're in Kentucky, it may be 40. Well, and it's interesting too, like here in Washington state, we always tell people you should probably have assets if you want to live in assisted living, you know, a a major community, something like that. It's going to, and you have to obviously think about the progression of, of your health, you know, to decline, which will cost more. We always say to have enough assets uh, for about two years. Now, see, a, uh, an assisted living, at least in Ohio, and I hope this mirrors other, other states, just so I'm not talking Ohio only right now. The assisted living community can say, you must private pay here at, at our for rate of choosing of time. Mm-hmm. For, for a certain period of time. Yep. Uh, I've exactly. seen it as short as three months. 
I've seen it as high as five years, which is the entire Medicaid look back period. And I've seen some that say, you need to tell us exactly what you've got and you got to spend it all here before we'll even consider Medicaid for you. Yeah. And some of them want a buy-in of all your assets up front. That's a continuing care. The CCRC. Yeah. Okay. And that's a slightly different animal as well. Right. Because uh, especially under Medicaid, if you, if you have to make a deposit. Yeah. And if you move out, you can get any of that back. Yeah. That deposit is now, at least in some states, and it is in Ohio, a countable resource, even though you can't get access to it without moving out and risk losing it all. Yeah. ECRCs, Continued Care Retirement Communities, are really tricky in some states. They are. Because of that deposit. But the nice part about them is, is that you never get kicked out either. So that's the other, that's the good side, but. The bad side is they got you in because of their independent living, which may be awesome. Mm-hmm. their assisted living may not be quite so good it may be awesome as well but if it's not so good you're already bought in you've paid your deposit yeah and your if you have home if you have a be- need of specialization of care yeah. and they don't offer it um then you're stuck so or even very more interesting common, even more common the ccrc gets sold to a new company that doesn't try as hard oh i know they still have your deposit yeah a big time you can tell so- i'm not a huge fan of ccrc's Yeah, well, I I hear you on that one. So anyway, we will be back. We're going to discuss a little bit more about the spend down, about Medicaid. And Jim will be right back right after this. State of Ohio residents, you have a friend to help you navigate long-term care while protecting your assets. You can reach Jim at www.protectingseniors.com or just email him at J-K-O-E-W-L-E-R hyphen A-F-E. That's J-K-E-L-E-R A-F-E at protectingseniors.com. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire. Become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.